let's read scripture. And I'm reading out of Ephesians. If you look carefully and if you notice, I've been going down through this fourth chapter of Ephesians exegetically last two weeks. So let's continue today from verse 4 and 11. Listen to the word of the Lord as the Spirit speaks to you. And listen for the word of the Lord as the Spirit speaks to you. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility is to do whatever the people of the church wants him or her to do. What? Try again. What's, up? What's wrong with that? Wait a minute. I got to take this page out then. Okay, let's try this again. Wait. Where is it? My eyes. Lost them somewhere. Where? There you go. You see, I'm reading Scripture, and, and i got to be faithful. i got to make a point. You know, i got to be faithful to what says there, but sometimes culture gets involved. And... Okay. Oh, okay, okay. So, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do God's work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete stature of Christ. It doesn't say me. It says Christ. Okay. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown away by every wind of new teaching. We will be not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body woven, fit together perfectly as each part does its own work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy, growing, and full in love. The Word of the Lord. As I shared today, we're going to be talking about woven together. Woven together. Last week, I spoke about stitched together, and, and I shared the story with the kids of how I do not do stitching. Remember? I bought a little thingy uh, over at Hobby Lobby. It was a self-do-it, and, and Mary, it didn't work. I drew it. I didn't stitch it. But somebody was inspired about the message, and they brought a gift. Look, look, Mary, did you do this? <laughs> she did that. And it says, stitch together. See? Mary. Mary York was inspired, and this morning when I got to my desk, a little surprise. Somebody actually did it. 
Thank you so much. And these are details, you know, that brings our teachings together, that makes us feel like we are a real family. While we were out in St. Pete, uh, 10 of us were there. A group of 10 from this church were there. Actually, yeah, 10. Uh, nine from here and one that lives in Miami. You know the one that lives in Miami? My wife. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, she was there, so we had time. And, uh, and then 10 of us from here. Are those 10 that were up in, in, are they here? Will you please stand up? Let me embarrass you, please. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Kate, give him a hand. Give him a hand. They went there, and, and they put up with the heat. They put up with the walking. They put up with food and more food and more food. But they put up with a great experience of listening to great, actually, international speakers in moving the church away from complacency, moving the church away from its own trappings to become the real church. And guess what? Lattahoe was not there alone. There were close to 500 other Presbyterians, close to, uh, I think it was 200 and some congregations were represented there from the nation, entire nation. Um, there were other gatherings of Korean, Hispanic, and African pastors doing their workshops and continuing education. That was an amazing experience. So I encourage you to join us because when we go there, we come back with the teachings. We come back with new stuff. We come back with new ideas that we actually do implement. But we're not there. So today I want to share with you the idea uh, how I would like to explore together the idea of how God brings people together. Why? Well, because God created us, and, and last week is that God brings us together through Christ and in Christ. Therefore, we're stitched together to Christ, with Christ. And because we're stitched together with Christ, then we're stitched together with one another as we illustrate in our prayer strips. But how is it that God brings us together? How is it that God in God's sovereignty, in God's wisdom, in God's amazing, amazing wisdom, he brings us together? Well, we are brought together so that we may be woven into a tapestry of love. People do not need to listen more hatred. People do not need to be given the message of division. People do not need to be listening a message of alienation that you're no good. They know that already. Don't you know people know that they're no good? Ooh. That's why we dress so nice sometimes. That's why we pretend to have what we can't afford. Deep down. In each one of us, there is a sense of inadequacy. Deep down in each one of us, there is a sense of unworthlessness. Deep down, there is a sense that something is broken, that something's just not joined together. So we do all sorts of stuff to try to find meaning, to try to find purpose in our lives, until God enters the scene, as I have said. And God's grace builds us, brings us together, heals us inside, tells us to our spirit, it's okay. I'm not angry anymore. Relax. Let it go. By the way, relax. Let it go. Was written all over the hotel where we go. Just let go and relax. And as I saw a building after a building, says, thank you, Lord, for reminding us that we can be ourselves because we, we, we can't change that stuff. God changes in us. 
God creates those in us, and, and some of us have experienced that maturity as God moves us from glory to glory, from space to space, from maturity to maturity, as the plant in our hearts continue to grow. So the whole idea of being woven together into a tapestry of love is like a basket, those baskets that we have in front of us that hold themselves together. But not only are they holding themselves together in the way that they were woven together, they are also used to hold other things together. Now later we're going to fill them up as I ask for three different offerings. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. When God brings us together, it's so that we can become one, fitted together, interwoven or connected. It's knitted together, not torn apart. It's fitted together, not severed apart. It's intertwined, not split. It's connected, not separated. It's linked, not sparked. It's focused, fused together, not dissolved away from each other. It is joined together and not cut away. And woven, united together into a tapestry of love, a tapestry of colors, a tapestry of faith, a tapestry of peace. God has called us to be one in Christ. See why I was begging June? Please join us, June, in this side. Because we wanted to illustrate that we are together, one. That's why. And we want to illustrate it in this way. We're together. We don't have to smell each other every week. I know that. <laughs> so we have a hundred more chairs available <laughs> for us to spread around. Now look at those chairs. Who do you imagine sitting in there? See, because if God has called us, it does, it's not just for us to be a tapestry of love, faith, hope, and peace. For us to wear or look at and step on in my room like I have this beautiful tapestry. That's not the purpose. It's to shine that outside so that the glory, the beauty, the magnificence of our unity, our work together, as we function together, as we love together, as we express our faith together, as we put our colors, our imagination together... Is an expression of God's love and attracts people to come and join us. And not to be, but to be part of that thread. To be another thread amongst us that expands the beauty of what God is trying to create in this multi-ethnic, multicultural expression of God's body. You see, our scripture teaches us that thing. Our scripture teaches in verses uh, 11 uh, through 12 the following thing. See, God wants us to be equipped. God wants us to have knowledge. God wants us to know why we're here. God wants us to know the reason that God calls us to be together, the reason why we function together, the purpose for which we are together. God desires for us to be together. And that is why there are apostles, teachers, prophets, evangelists, so that you receive the information. And by you receiving the information, you become more like Christ because it's not information dumping on another person. We're not going to eat the worms from mama and regurgitate them to the other fish. Or No. The purpose is for our lives to be changed, transformed. And as our lives are being changed and transformed, so other will ask, what's wrong with you? You don't behave the same way as you did last year. And you can point them to Jesus, and they will fall at his feet in surrender. 
That's the purpose. We are to teach you. We are to equip you. And that's what I do. That's why our worship service, this one hour, that's all the time I have with all of you. I don't have an hour and a half on Tuesday, an hour and a half on Wednesday, like with some college students I had three hours a week. For 10 weeks or six weeks in a semester, one hour, that's all you give me. That's all you give the Lord? Hopefully not. But in this hour, we are the whole worship team, the spiritual growth team, we are dedicated to make sure that you get the message. That's why we do this kind of symbolic expressions. That's why we do the interaction activities of stitching together. That's why we make M&M worship service. And by the way, if you play with me a little, a little later on, you know, you're going to get some candy. So play with me today, and you get some candy. Okay? That's the idea, that we grow together. In the following verses, verses 13 through 15, God is saying that the purpose is that the information is given not to us to get fat and complacent and justify our existence, but it is so that we can become a difference in our households, so that we can become a difference in our jobs, in, our, in the hospital, in our communities, so that we can become a difference in this entire area where we live, and we can become a difference for the glory of God, that people lives become better. The people who are not accepted are accepted. The people who are rejected by society, the church will embrace. Can you imagine if we could have a ministry of a van that would have a washer and dryer and would go around where homeless communities gather and once a week we could just go and play with water and sud and have our brothers and sisters wash their clothes. Wouldn't that be amazing? I saw it on TV. I have the website. <coughs> Storeship is shuddering. <laughs> then there will be no longer immature Christians who think that the whole purpose is to come on Sunday and feel that I'm better than you because I'm Presbyterian. You know, that's a problem because the Baptist thing is better than you. The Methodist thing is better than you. The Jew doesn't even want to consider you part of the whole thing. And the Muslim is totally out of the whole thing. They're the best. Is it? Is that why we rank? Or are we one? With different last names, with different emphasis, with different ways of doing worship. And guess what? God loves it all. That's why in our church we don't reject any kind of reform, Christian expression of worship. You hear those words? I wrote them down. <laughs> Not just any worship. <laughs> and then he closes the text by saying, he makes the whole body, all of you, fitted, woven together, so that the one that doesn't know how to stitch, like me, finds somebody that knows how to stitch, like Mary. And then the message is even reminded a Sunday after. See how that works? So that the one who can't do one part of the work, the other ones will do it. And then the ministry, which is God's ministry, not Edwin's ministry, not Lot of Hope's ministry, not the Sessions ministry, the Council's ministry, it is God's ministry will flourish, will be out there. It is united to conquer. Christ calls us together. Christ equips us together. And Christ weaves us together. 